back to Begin Podcasts. I'm your host, Zach. And on today's episode of Woke Settler Wednesdays, we are going to be discussing the vast world of indigenous contemporary music. Now, this is an area that is pretty uncommon to most, and typically doesn't come to mind when someone mentions indigenous music. Hopefully this episode can help clear the air and give a wider perspective on the culture of indigenous people hopefully maybe even abolish some stereotypes on what is typically thought of when indigenous music is mentioned. So then, let's jump right into today's episode. In order to better understand the vast world of contemporary indigenous music, we must first take a brief look at where that stems from. Most contemporary indigenous styles will have some connection back to traditional indigenous music, which is typically what comes to mind when indigenous music is mentioned. And that consists of a lot of hand drums, shakers, and also a lot of throat singing or other styles of indigenous vocals. Now, traditional indigenous music can typically be boiled down into two main categories, and those are social and ceremonial. Social traditional music is usually performed at celebrations and everyday gatherings and is less formal and is considered a more laid-back style of traditional music, whereas ceremonial is more for special occasions and events like weddings, sun dances, sweat lodges, and other celebrations and holidays. Ceremonial music is usually sung by someone of respected status in the indigenous community, so it is not performed by just anyone and is usually passed down through oral tradition. Now that we have established what people typically think of when it comes to indigenous music, let's take a look at the less common but more broad side of contemporary indigenous music. Um, This is more modern styles that relate more to typical pop popular music today. It can often be thought of as a hybrid between traditional indigenous music and other contemporary genres, such as pop, rock, hip-hop, jazz, blues, soul, and many more. There are plenty of indigenous musicians that you may know but didn't know they were indigenous, and some you may have never heard of at all, but I can assure you that there are lots of them. They come from all different kinds of heritages, which can give each artist a unique style that is inspired by their background, and it gives their music a personal touch that wouldn't be there without their connection to their roots. There is so much good contemporary indigenous music out there. I found myself in a bit of a rabbit hole on the internet the other day, and I came across this really interesting singer from Winnipeg named Izque, spelled I-S-K-W-E. Uh, She is of Ojibwe Cree heritage and is originally from Manitoba, but currently lives in Hamilton, Ontario, which coincidentally is not far from here. Uh, Her full name in English translates to Blue Sky Woman. She is a singer-songwriter and has wrote many hits and actually won a Juno Award for the Indigenous Music Album of the Year in 2018 for her album The Fight Within. She does not just stick to one style of music, which is a refreshing take. She has her more contemporary side, which is just vocal pop with a lot of synthesizers and modern musical techniques. And it can have a mysterious and eerie feeling to it, but also an upbeat style if she does it in that way. 
She has a whole other side to her music. This is more inspired by her indigenous Cree heritage, both in song style and visual style. She wears traditional Cree robes on stage and face paint and eye makeup. In performances like her song, The Unforgotten, she interacts with the crowd and teaches them some lines in the song in Ojibwe so they can sing along as well. For more traditional performances, she likes to mix up the language from English to Ojibwe and give herself a unique trademark for her music. She is a very clever artist because she makes modern contemporary music, which is what will sell and is what most people like. But she adds her own personal touch to her visual appearance and the music itself. She's not like every other singer you hear on the radio. She represents herself and where she comes from in a very proud way. Uh, she sometimes wears hair braids on stage that are symbolic to her Korean Ojibwe family, so her trademark is everywhere within her performances. You know, not too many people have recognized modern styles of indigenous music. Some don't even know that it exists. So the fact that such a well-respected singer tries to break that barrier is a huge step for the indigenous community and music culture. When you hear her music come on, you may not instantly recognize the voice or the person, but her style and genre range is unmistakable, and she has made a huge mark in the world of contemporary First Nations music. The reason I was drawn to her in the first place is because it's not just music for the sake of sound, it's because her work has a personal connection to who she is. It is deeply connected to her roots of Ojibwe and Cree heritage, and she expresses it in a way that is relatable to the public. And so I think that is a very wise move on her part because it sets her apart from what the vast majority in the music industry is doing. Now, Izque is one of the very many contemporary indigenous musicians out there, and they come in all different sizes. So instead of a solo artist this time, let's take a look at a contemporary indigenous music group. A while back, I found out about this group called A Tribe Called Red. And let me tell you, these guys are expanding horizons for all music, but indigenous music in specific. They are a modern indigenous music group that cannot be defined by just one genre or style. This group started off with three members in 2007, but only two remain currently. This group consists of Tim Toolman Hill, who is Mohawk of the Six Nations of the Grand River, and Aaron Bear Witness Thomas, who is one of the Cayuga First Nations. A tribe called Red assembled in Ottawa in 2007. They've been making music ever since. They incorporate so many different genres into their music, it can be hard to define them. They've experimented with many different styles, like hip-hop, techno, pop, and reggae. But all their styles have one thing in common. They all have a personal influence of traditional First Nations music. Although the members come from different heritages, they are able to incorporate different styles of indigenous music, which is something nobody has ever done before. They are inspired by music, but their influences and reason behind their work all comes from who they are. Both Tim Hill and Aaron Thomas are heavily inspired by where they came from, so they fuse that into the music, music as well as having a wide range of styles. The more contemporary songs they do will have lots of techno instruments and digital percussion, but when they pay tribute to their background, they use hand drums, vocal chanting, rain sticks, and other shakers to add a personal mark to their genre. Both members of the group come from very different indigenous backgrounds. However, they are able to incorporate different things from each tribe so it is symbolic to each of them. 
Aaron Thomas is of the Cayuga First Nations, so he sometimes uses a hand drum that comes from his family. Whereas Tim Hill is of the Mohawk tribe, so sometimes he will express himself in a more visual way through hair and clothing. Both of their backgrounds have a strong impact on their music to make it what it is and give it their unique style. Nobody will ever call this group boring because they do not just stick to one thing. They are constantly switching up their music and style and appearance. But one thing that stays consistent is their love for their background and families that is demonstrated in the music very well. They have lots of musical talent, but that is not all they do. They are very proud activists for indigenous rights. In fact, activism is where lots of their inspiration comes from and how the band actually started in the first place. Hill and Thomas are both very heavy supporters of the Idle No More movement, which is a movement started to go against the Canadian government's dismantlement of environmental protection laws. It started as a small protest, but it has grown and it is across Canada. Back before A Tribe Called Red started, there were just three friends who noticed that Ottawa held dance nights that represented every culture but their own. So they decided to throw their own party that would be representative of indigenous cultures. These parties were not just for the sake of fun, but they also wanted to portray their indigenous culture in urban centers and venues where historically their culture had been erased and forgotten. During these parties that they would throw, they would experiment with music, and that is how they got discovered and became the group A Tribe Called Red. Like I said, this group was inspired by indigenous activism right from the start of their career as musicians. These three people may be diverse in what they do, but they never forgot their inspiration and where they came from. This is what sets them apart from the rest of the music industry. A Tribe Called Red is definitely not where most people's minds go when they think of indigenous music. They have widened the boundaries even more for their culture and contemporary music in general. Although Thomas and Hill come from very different indigenous backgrounds, they have found a way to incorporate both cultures into their music simultaneously. This indigenous music group is very different from Isque. Although they both include elements from their background, they do so in very different ways. Isque likes to interact with the audience and teaches them a few lines in the language. This is just a way she likes to connect with the viewers. She also expresses her heritage in a very visual way. She dresses in traditional Ojibwe clothing, makeup, jewelry, and braids. Whereas a tribe called Red has a different yet equally important way to connect to their roots. They express the Mohawk tribe and the Cayuga First Nations in a more instrumental way. This means they like to bring out traditional First Nations instruments to blend with the modern sounds of their music. They also express themselves through activism as previously mentioned. These are just two examples of the broad yet hidden world of indigenous contemporary music. Hopefully today, you learn something about another group's culture and you can see that it is more than just traditional music. Although these artists like to explore similar styles, they come from very different tribes and backgrounds. Therefore, they are vastly different in the way they express their culture through music. I strongly encourage you all to go check out their music and give them a listen. But don't just stick to them. There's a whole world of indigenous contemporary music out there. You just have to know where to look. Hopefully I've helped broaden your views on the culture of First Nations music and clear up any stereotypes of First Nations culture, because there is a lot of misconception about indigenous music being strictly traditional. Tune in next week and let me know your opinions on the vast world of indigenous contemporary music. You're listening to Woke Settler Wednesdays, and I've been your host, Zach Begin, signing off.